0: Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. So, guess what one of the biggest causes of codependency is? No, (laughs) can be. Whatever quadrant you're lacking in is often the quadrant that you attract and end up depending on. So polarity can be this beautiful thing that's not situational, that's energetic, or it can be something that is created out of dependency and what you need, which is why the honeymoon period is so great and then it turns to shit because you end up feeling like something is missing in the other and getting frustrated with that and that you have to be something for the other and getting frustrated in that. Can can people relate? Mm-hmm. So close your eyes for a moment. And I mm. want you to feel into what is the energy that you're always wanting more of in your partners? Mm. Mm. Not in a way of like, you know, you just want it, Mm. but that you get triggered by the fact that they don't have that and you feel needy of that. You want more of that energy. And if there's nothing, then you're pretty well integrated in all four quadrants. But usually there's something because they're making up for what's missing in you. And now I want you to relate that to business. And just imagine that whatever that quadrant is that you depend on in your partner, is that also missing in your business? Mm -hmm. And then I want you to go back to the relationship question and reframe it into because sometimes what you're needing you're actually unconscious of but you're attracting it anyway, right? And then you get triggered and you don't become needy of it, you become repelled by it because they're showing you what's missing in you, right? So what do you get really triggered by? What repels you? But what keeps showing up? And maybe that's what you need more of. Think of it like this, right? Wherever the imbalances are in your life, spirit is working with you and trying to create balance and show you what's missing by giving you a mirror reflection of what you're not expressing in yourself. So maybe you get really triggered by someone who's feeling a lot because you need to feel more. Maybe you get really triggered by someone who has strong leadership and assertion and gets a lot done and you attract that a lot because you need more of that. Maybe you get really triggered by someone who isn't doing much and is very relaxed because you need more of that, right? And we get really triggered by someone who's very floaty and always following their pleasure and their joy because you need more of that. And there's two scenarios. Either you attract that, you love that, and you become needy of that, right, which is more the feminine style of meeting unmet needs, or the more masculine style is that you're being shown something, you're calling it in, but it's actually like you're avoiding it because it's showing you what's not within you. And that's not men and women, that's the masculine within you and feminine within you. So this is a bit advanced and can sound complicated. But if you listen to the following guidance, it will make sense if you don't get too heady about it. So close your eyes down and just feel into, like, what's a quality in all your partners that they have that you really love and become needy of and grasping for and want more of, or that really trigger and repel you. In either scenario, that's what you need more of. Often what attracts us about someone in the beginning is what really pisses us off about the person in the end. So my first husband, what I absolutely loved about him and have come back to really loving about him is how easygoing he is about everything, right? And relaxed and phlegmatic once we were together for a few years, I wanted to tear my fucking hair out and just be like, would you just do some shit, you know, and be more proactive and, like, get out there and bring some adrenaline to your life because I really needed to relax more and chill more. But then once I got that, yes, I could still observe that and go maybe I don't choose that but it's not going to really trigger me anymore. So, you know, it's not like everything that you don't like in someone means that you need that. If you're not triggered by it, and what I mean by that is you're either triggered into fighting for more of it and needing it and, you know, like, gimme, 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 or repelled by it, I can't stand this, then it's something in you that right? you're suppressing and you need to own more of. But if you're just observing it and you're going, you know, she, she, she's a bit of a crazy bit, she she feels a lot, I'm not into that, or he's a bit lazy, I'm not into that, then that that's different. It's good to understand that difference. So it's whatever brings about an, an activation in you. And my life journey is always around relaxing more and not thinking about others so much. So of course, the things that trigger me as I, like people who I, if I've perceived in my life are not doing enough, or are selfish, because I need to be more selfish and do less. So it's really good to look at that and evolve through that because your relationships are your greatest teachers. So when it comes to money, there are two ways of earning a lot of money. Well, There's other ways, like you can win lotto, you can have inheritance, blah, blah, blah. But if it's self-sourced, the way that I see it is there's two main ways. You can work your fucking ass off and climb the proverbial ladder of success, just basically working on that cortisol release that I was saying, and running on adrenaline. Are you gonna make a lot of money and get a lot of status doing that? You can, yes. Some people, even when they do that, They're not earning money or succeeding, which is really sad, that situation. And then we have another way of earning money, a lot of money, and gaining status, which has nothing to do with the push. It has to do with a level of receptivity and openness in the body that can actually receive money without all of that stress, by trusting the naturalness of whatever your superpower is, by trusting the naturalness of the action and the doing that arises from being. So what's really important in in that is the relationship between the light feminine and the dark masculine Also, what's really important in that is that you're purifying and doing your internal work, especially if you're coming into this line of work where you're a coach or you're a mentor or you're a teacher or a practitioner of some sort. It's like the the internal work is everything because then people can actually feel the radiance that is authentically you from all of the purification that you (coughs) consistently are devoted to undergoing. And so when you're in a receptive state to money that doesn't mean that you don't take action but what it means is that your action is fueled by something unique your action is fueled by something authentic your action is fueled by your body wisdom and your intuition and your joy which is closely connected to your soul and when you're doing your soul work, if you feel that it's worthy of a value that's connected to money, then you're going to make a lot of money. But we have all of these beliefs about money and we have all this conditioning about money. And, you know, I was talking about mindset earlier in the difference between mindset and embodiment. And I want to talk about that in the context of money now. So, there's a lot of resources these days that talk about you know imagining the life that you want and manifestation and seeing what it is that you want and creating a vision board who's and and you know giving yourself money affirmations and connecting to the limitless possibilities of abundance who's kind of done that mindset work with money I'm visualizing and manifesting, and it hasn't worked. So why might it not be working? So your body thinks it's bullshit. Yeah, because your body thinks it's bullshit. And there's, with any kind of manifestation, whether you're manifesting the partner who's truest to your desires, the amount of money that's truest to your desires, <clears throat> if you're just seeing that, and telling yourself that you're worthy of that and seeing the number in the bank and doing all of this, but you're not actually having a felt sense of that in the body, feeling what that would be like and noticing the tension points that arise, then your body's not going to believe what's happening and you're not going to be expanding your nervous system Mm -hmm. at an authentic level to expand your capacity to hold more or to receive more. So, you know, my, my journey with money has been only recently really. I mean, I've always had money and haven't thought that it's a problem but I've also always worked really, really hard and a lot of hours Yeah, then when Matisse came into my life, it's like when you're with someone who's always present and trusting life and everything is flowing and you hear all the stories of their life, which you are just like incredulous. And then when I met his mum, who's this beautiful, amazing woman, she's like 70 with long white hair, blue eyes. You know, the first time I met her, she shows me her meditation room in the east and the one in the west. And we start like obsessing over Matisse. She's crying, I'm crying. You know, I was brought up by a spiritual father. He was brought up by a spiritual mother. That's part of our resonance. But it was a different line of spirituality. Mine was more that there was sameness in it. But the biggest difference was I had that personal development. Yes, you can do anything, manifestation, affirmation. And he had more of the trial, surrender, go with the flow. So our energies really complement each other. And I've been learning a lot about fluidity. And trust, and he's like, why are you doing that if you don't want to? Well, because, you know, I need to have money, I need to do it. Yeah, but, like, you've got so many clients wanting to work with you, why don't you just charge more? Why don't you say no to the ones that you don't want? But it was just this kind of interesting new perspective that I got in all areas of life, not just business, of no longer doing things that I don't want to do. Like, really, do I, do I get to do that? And so I started really raising my prices and lo and behold, people were still joining. And this weird thing happened where the more he was encouraging me, at one point I had to, I had a foundation and there was 50 grand in that foundation and there was all this talk of them freezing foundations. So I had to empty it out and spend 50 grand in, in a couple of days. And so... I've always wanted a camper van. I finally got a man who's around all the time that can actually take me because fucked if I could drive a camper van. <laughs> 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 so he finds this amazing camper van, four wheel drive. We've had so many incredible adventures in it. But that was 40 something thousand and then, you know, spent another 8,000 on whatever and emptied the foundation. And then I'm like, you know, I had other money here and there, but it's like, oh, okay, now there's 50 grand gone. And I do one-on-one mentoring for people who want to be practitioners. And one of the women who was going through that with me, she's a multimillionaire coach who supports people in money. And part of the journey of the practitioner training is that you have to give me sessions and I assess you in it, right? Now, most of the time, the people who are giving me sessions, I'm not really receiving that much because I can usually take myself deeper than someone else can take me, but... Definitely not a millionaire and that's what she's about. So she's giving me these practice sessions and we have a session right when I've emptied my account of the 50 grand and she's like, how are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm actually pretty shaky. My account's just been emptied. I'm 45. I've got less money than when I was 23. I've had like bought and sold four houses in my life and always had like good equity you know, good 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 italian girl bought a house early and invested in the right things and then part of my freedom when i found tantra was to choose my joy over money and selling a house way before it was meant to be sold and losing a lot of money in that but really following the pulse of joy as much as i could but still still with this conditioning so i said to her you know like i've never been in this position and I was feeling a lot, and she got me into my feeling body. And then she said to me, "Look, can I can I just give you some what I would do with a client?" And I'm like, "Well, I feel bad about that. That's not in the practitioner track." She's like, "I love you. I just want to do it. Can you just receive?" I'm like, "Okay." So she says to me, "And what if you could earn fifty grand, that fifty grand back that you just spent, like in this week?" And I'm like, "Really?" She starts asking me different questions and exploring and she says to me, when a client reaches out to you to work with you, if they don't work with you, do you ever reach out to them again? And I said no. And then she said, do you have anyone who reaches out to you that you don't respond to? And I've had like three people here since I've arrived saying, oh, yeah, I wrote you an email to work with you but you didn't respond. So... But that's a regular occurrence for me. And she's like, "Right. So you've got not only the clients who say yes to you, but this bounty of clients that you're not even accessing who probably need you, but that you haven't followed up with. She's like when you when you finish this call, follow up with ten clients who reached out to work with you and you feel could really benefit from it and just say, "Hey, I feel like you could really benefit." It's been a while since we connected. I just want you to know I'm feeling you and I'm here if you need me. All right, words to that effect. So I did. Seven out of the ten worked with me and I made 50 grand in under a week. That was the beginning of my journey of realising how limitless my capacity to create, heal and receive is. And what I needed to do in that, because I take everything into the body, I was like, okay, so... <clears throat> I took action. I've received. Now, in the next session with her, she's like, okay, can we start getting serious about about money now? I'm like, sure. She's like, how much money do you want? Start seeing it, start feeling it, and start opening to receive it because you deserve it. You're this and this and this as a practitioner. So I started doing that. And then I always, I can never just work with the light. I need to acknowledge the darkness and the discomfort. So I started to notice when I see myself with this much money and I feel what it would be like to have this much money. What does that feel like? Not just the good feelings but also the tension points. And basically over the last year and a half I've been going into those tension points and into the beliefs that I grew up with which were really being challenged, like you've got to work hard to earn money and money doesn't fall off trees. And, you know, you don't get anywhere in life by just sitting around. You know, my mum was really big on that. And don't save a dollar, spend a dollar. Don't ever spend more than half of your money. But then part of what this woman was supporting me in was a millionaire mindset that is just, Spending money with gratitude in the things that feel really good and luxurious for me and starting to get into that vibration. So we started booking Airbnbs that were like $1,000 a night and we went away for a month at one point, spent an absolute fortune and definitely my ass was going like this. <laughs> like. <laughs> and then I was remembering, you know, I'm like, okay, If I'm in a field where I'm receiving money without stress in my ease and pleasure and I'm trusting that flow and I'm in service, what does that feel like? What are the fears? And then I'd go into them and really allow them to be held and felt and seen. Like one of the beliefs that came up that was so unconscious was that if I'm I'm rich and I keep earning money, that I'm going to have to give it all away. I'm going to have to give it to other people and I'll be overly generous, which is my father's pattern and which has been my pattern without being a millionaire, let alone if I had millions. Another one that was really unconscious is that, you know, it was like if I I have all of this money, then people aren't going to see me for who I am. They're just going to see someone who's rich. Another one was that people will think I'm shallow, right? So I didn't have any idea. And this is where when you go into the body, you start to access and feel in the tension points that arise when you see something greater for yourself and you feel that, what would otherwise be unconscious? And instead of just letting that stay unconscious and those beliefs magnetising towards you the reality that matches them, you're actually going into them, you're feeling them, you're expressing them, experiencing them, and then you're bringing the expansion of the vision that you're wanting to create into those tension points to support a new belief. And the only way you can support a new belief, which is what I want you, to got you all to start doing once you empty out with the adrenaline activation, is that once you've emptied out what's stuck in the body, What you're doing is you're creating spaciousness for something new. But when you try to just put a belief on top of stuck energy, it doesn't work. So every time I went into one of these beliefs and I vibrated it, then there would be all this space. And then once all of that adrenaline was released, then I could authentically feel, oh, I'm a seven-figure gypsy travelling around the world, doing what I love, expanding into ease, joy and pleasure. And inspiring others to do the same. Ah, that feels good. Until the next glass ceiling, you know, and the, the next thing that I want to expand into. And then, okay, what are the fears there? And now I'm really just in a place of not even thinking about what I spend. I don't look at, and I've always been like that. I don't really look at price tags, but these are much bigger price tags. And I'm still just like, he he books all of our places for us because he's amazing at finding the most exquisite spots in nature. I'm just like, just book it. What's your budget? Just book something great. And the more that we're experiencing that, that's what's natural now. I couldn't even imagine booking something budget or thinking about the price of it. So as you are want as you're feeling, visualizing the true desires of how much money you want then you have to be aware that your glass ceiling or your limit is what you've experienced thus far. That's your comfort zone or anything that you're wanting. So here you are now consciously wanting to be fully in your body, free and allowing everything that shows up, right? So what's the gap between where you are now and where you want to be? And you can feel that gap when you go, okay, where am I at now? How much aliveness am I at now? Is it 10%, 20%, 30%, whatever it is. Or like, okay, this is how much money I want. When I first started seeing how much money I wanted, I was like 100,000 a month. It was too much for my nervous system to even, I, I couldn't even imagine it. So then I tailored it down. So what you wanna do is, you don't wanna go from zero to hero, right? You want to slowly expand your nervous nervous system capacity to hold more money and same with love. It's like, okay, right now my glass ceiling is my comfort zone and my comfort zone is however much money I've got in the bank. That's your comfort zone because that's where you're at. That's what you're comfortable with. And even though you may want more, Actually, this is your comfort zone. That's why people who win the lotto and they suddenly have a million dollars, they spend it because they don't know how to hold it. That's why people who want a relationship and they finally get one, they're receiving all of this love, but they're not loving themselves, so they don't know how to hold it, so they end up pushing love away. So we're going to want to spend or sabotage anything that we don't have capacity to hold. So there's this amazing thing called expanding your nervous system through the quantum field, And I'm going to keep coming back to this, but basically the principle is you actually have the power to create, heal, and receive anything that is within possibility, right? Possibilities are infinite. And you are the only thing standing between you and whatever you're desiring. You are the only thing insofar as your conditioning, your beliefs and your past experiences that have told you otherwise, right? So what you can do is you can start to see what it is that you want. Before it's the end, start slowly getting your nervous system used to it by seeing it and then feeling it in the body and noticing what comes up in that and being aware enough to know that even when something consciously is in your desire, if it's out of your comfort zone and you've never experienced it before, you're going to want to go back to what is comfortable. That's why children, if you take them away from abusive parents, they're still crying for their parents, even if they're getting beaten because that's what they know. How many people do you know in relationship who are crying about some fucking banana that treats them like shit? Put your hand up and you're like, what the fuck? Because that's what they know, right? We're always going to go back to what we know. If we grew up in a field of security, money and status being prioritised, that's always going to be what we default back to. If we grew up in an environment of fluidity, flow, surrender and trust, that's what we're going to default back to. So if we want more of one or the other, we have to consciously expand our nervous system to be in receptivity of what is new. And that's called transcending your conditioning. But you can't transcend it just through mindset. You need to transcend it through the body. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in person and online workshops, and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com.